The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so thrilled you're here. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging, and my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a journey, not a destination. I am Sandy Scarlatta, America's happiness coach, author of Happiness Solved. I'm also a retired U.S. national and international figure skating coach. I have a gold medal in ice dancing. I've been a certified life coach since 2004, and I've been inspiring others to shift their mindset and choose happiness for over 20 years. I am so excited to share that my next book is coming out soon. I am a co-author in the fastest growing personal development book series in the world with Jim Lutz and Jim Britt. The really cool thing is that the foreword was written by the one and only Les Brown, and for my copies, I'm on the cover with him. If you would like a free copy when it's available, email me at sandy at sandyscarlotta.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I am so grateful for you. Hello, my amazing friend Harrison. So great to see you. Good morning because I know you said you're just waking up. So thank you so much for being with me today. <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure, Sandy. I was, as I was doing my morning routine, I was, I had you in my mind's eye. I was like, oh, I can't, I can't wait to hold space for this beautiful woman again. So thank you oh, for having me. Oh, thank you. Now tell everybody where you're from. Uh, if it wasn't obvious by the, by the lovely accent, I'm from Australia. I, I live down under on the East Coast. Mm. Love it. And as I told you the last time I spoke on your podcast, at one of these years, I will be coming to Australia to see the US or the Australian Open and I will make sure yep. to get together with you. And uh, yeah, I'm on, the, I'm on the road. I'm on the road. We'll, we'll, we'll set it up. And it's it's interesting because the, the Australian Open's down down south in the Melbourne area and I'm up, I'm up north. But that road trip from where I am down to Melbourne is really lovely. And so let me guess, how many hours is it? Is it a long trip? I'd say just oh, over gosh. a day, 20, just over you know, 24 hours. Yep. And I feel like, like we know that obviously in the United States, it's a big country, but sometimes you go somewhere like my husband and I recently visited Napa, California on a vacation. And we have friends that live in California and we're like, Hey, you know, we're in Napa. Can you guys, you know, meet us? Um, we're, we're trying to figure it out. And then I was like, wait, I forget, where do you live? And they're like, oh, about seven hours from there. And I'm like, oh my God, no, don't. <laughs> don't bother. Well, it's I, okay. Sandy, we'll see each other another time. You're like, you know. <laughs> uh, I think I think a big part of that, and maybe you can relate to this. You know, I, uh, 
in this sort of health realm and even like mental, emotional and spiritual health realm, we spend so much time not really looking at physical distance, right? We know that, you know, we're on the other side of the world to each other, but we feel each other as almost yeah. as if we're in the yeah. same room. So when those phys- those actual physical distance come in, we're like, oh, that that is a thing still. Well, because I have to laugh at myself because when you think about it, it's like, oh, you're from Australia? I know somebody from Australia. Their name is this. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah, must know them. You, you must because you're from Australia, so you must know them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. The, the joys of, uh, wow. Okay. So Harrison, I love hearing people's story. And when I was on your podcast, mm. we really only talked about me, mostly me. Thank you very much. So this is all about you today. So tell me your story. How did you get to be this, the beautiful light worker that you are? Well, Sandy, just to throw you some love, I could, I could listen to your beautiful voice all day too, my friend. So it's, I know it's a podcast thing to say, but it's such a pleasure to hear you speak. So all good. We could do more episodes hearing about your story, but <laughs> about me, I, so I, I spend a lot of time currently in this, in my, at my current age, in this current point in my journey, I spend a lot of time doing a lot of healing work across mostly emotional and spiritual worlds. And my story connects heavily to that. I, at a younger age, went through a bit of a uh, abrupt spiritual awakening. Before that, you know, I grew up in a pretty relatively, and I am using my fingers here for the audio listeners, normal household. But that normal household left me as a young man wanting more. And I grew up in my adolescence. So going back even further, so childhood and then moving into my adolescence, I sort of stood, stepped out into the world. I call it stepping into the externalization of the self where I spent a lot of my time looking outside of myself for answers, right? Whether it be through beautiful traveling, whether it be through, uh, you know, dating and women, whether it be through alcohol, whether it be through drugs at a time, these things served me, but very quickly I, I ended up hitting a wall and, you know, long story cut short, I had to go inwards and that's what led to the spiritual awakening and much of the work that I do now. Mm, I love it. So how long have you, or when did that happen? You said it was in your adolescence. So we're talking 10 years. <laughs> you look very young, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, the, I would say the, the beginning of the, the hero's journey for me started at, uh, you know, 17, 16, 17. And then I hit my, my dragon uh, at the age of of twenty five, twenty four. Yeah, I was about it's ten years. Now. Yeah, I we have very similar similar journeys because that's kind of when things started going downhill for me was about the same age, um, or I gave into those impulses rather, and yeah. then I was I was right about the same age when I hit my wall. I was twenty four years old. Yeah. Yeah. What would you do? What was that? I know we talked about it a little bit. But um, was it an inwards experience well, for you? For me, inwards? I mean, I, I was, you know, pretty. I was abusing cocaine. Yeah. Um, I was very fortunate in that nothing horrible happened. It was just, you know, stayed out all night. Fiance was worried. 
no, I'm not with another man. Okay, let me tell you, I've been doing a lot of cocaine. And and so that's kind of, you know, he, he basically gave me an ultimatum. And um, so that's when my journey began um, to, yeah. because when you, you know, as you, as you know, when you clear your mind of all of that and you start looking inward, that's when the true growth yeah. happens. Yeah. And I'm sure you talk about this a lot, Sandy, but just for people that maybe are new to this kind of uh, archetype or story or journey, the fact that we share this in common, I don't think it's a... And I think that's a coincidence, right? I think we all have this this progression, right? It's why it's why Joseph Campbell calls it the hero's journey because we all move through this kind of expansion. I think the question that we sh- we need to ask is: Are we consciously aware of it or not? Because if we're unconsciously moving through it, I think we can fall into a victim, and we can feel like we're sort of being punched in the head and be- and moving through life without really taking conscious control and realizing, oh, there's some things here that are happening for me instead. Yeah. That's right. And that's, and that was, took me very, a very, very long time to really grasp. And it's okay for, for listeners out there that, that can't see a situation in your life the way you just described it, which is, you know, it didn't happen to me. It happened for me. It can take time. And so if you're not there yet, it's okay. Cause you will get there at some point. It just, it, it takes time yeah. and you'll get there when you're supposed to get yeah. there is, is really, you know, you can't force it. Um, cause that wouldn't be a good idea either. And bring, <laughs> yeah. And, and just that brings in the spiritual lens, Sandy, that brings in, you know, the more, more work I do around this, both on myself and with people I get to support, the more that I realize that, yes, there are similar themes that connect us, that, that, that sort of bring us together in relationships and help us relate to other people at the same time. We also have a unique soul, right? We have a unique soul that has a unique blueprint that it may take, you know, 15 years. It may take 30 years. It may take 40 years, but that's okay because that's your unique blueprint, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And at, at the same time, to be able to get to that point, you have to peel a lot of layers off, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and, mm. and that can take, can take a lot of time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I just pulled up your bio and I was just, and I see that your mission, my mission is pulling back the layers of the onion, restricting yeah, health, alignment, it. and love. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. That's right. That's right. So, so let's dive in a little bit more about that. Um, so yeah. when you're, when you're working with somebody and you need, you know, walk me through how you do that to help people pull those layers back so that they can yeah. bring more health and, and alignment and love back into their yeah. reality. Yeah, so it's funny. I was having a conversation about this yesterday with a, a beautiful uh, podcast listener of my show, and she was commenting about uh, at the start of my show. I I, I always I set, that's my tagline, right? The pulling back the layers, restricting health, alignment, and love. And she she messaged me and said, "You should have a T-shirt. This is a this is a really good tagline. If this is not your why, it should be." And I was like, "Yeah, yes, it very very much is my why." And I think a big part of it for me is. The more work that I've done with other people, the more I've realized I'm not giving them anything. I'm not, when someone comes to me for healing or coaching or support or, you know, coming back to those inner spaces, that alignment, that love, that health, every single time it's a deeper realization that my role is to be a beautiful mirror, 
my role is to be in the best way possible a smudge free mirror that reflects back to them the truth that's been inside them the whole time but unfortunately most of us have as as you've said with this bio outline that truth is there but there are a lot of layers of disconnection on top that make us feel unworthy that make us feel broken that make us feel traumatized that make us feel disconnected so to answer your question i think the first place to start is really having that conversation with people and even if they don't intellectually understand it or feel it in their body it's really setting that framework going forward right because if we live in a world and i you know i've grown up moving out of this mindset where it's so easy for us to put our power outside of ourselves right to think that that doctor that coach that practitioner that therapist is we become codependent with them right and this is me not saying that we don't need support but we need to realize that the power is inside of us and it's always a remembering not a gaining so i think that's step number 1 and then we sort of get more specific from there nice yeah i love that i love that because i mean really that's anything that we do it's a choice that we make and it has to come from within and that includes you know peeling those layers back and while yeah. having a coach or a therapist is so valuable because you have somebody to to bounce to to verbalize it right because you need to it's verbalizing yeah. that yeah just yeah. you don't want to be codependent because because it, it, at the end of the day no. it has to come from you yeah and you know after that sort of first step is taken that that you you understand that framework the next step is you right because we can understand something and this is where sort of you bring in the masculine and feminine energies that we are, right? I can, from a sort of feminine energy, understand what you just said or what Harrison said, right? I can understand that the power is inside of me and that I, I am the solution and I need to do the self-love, self-caring work. But if I then don't take action to implement that more in my life, it's going to stay as a, as a concept. It's not going to embody itself through me. So just for people listening... Step one is the awareness, but step two is taking action, right? Taking action and doing the thing that is needed. So for me, for example, I spend a lot of time talking about the inner child, right? And the inner child, I think, is a very actionable thing that people can start doing to, to make steps back into this space of inner connection because a lot of us are disconnected from our inner child. A lot of us are disconnected from that that beautiful little being that in, that is inside of us that is an embodiment of creation, an embodiment of play, an embodiment of pleasure, and all of these wonderful things. Yeah. So, so let's go back to the inner child. What can you give somebody? Because you just said, you know, you can start working on yeah. that. Can you give someone an example of, of something that they can do on a daily basis to get back in touch with that? <laughs> yeah. So, a big one that I use a lot. A practical tool that is has different, different, definitely different layers of um, what I want to say release that occur. So as I'm about to share this, I would I just want to put this disclaimer for people listening: take this slowly, and if you need help with this, reach out to someone. But a big practical tip that you can start to do to connect to the inner child is a love letter, a love letter to yourself, mm. and it's writing. Many of us 
myself included, have been through trauma in our childhood, right? And that trauma is is part of those layers that restrict that light and that truth from our power from being shared with the world, right? So one of the things we can do is we can start a write we can start to write a love letter to that beautiful little inner child. And the goal is to not re-traumatize and not go back and relive that event. It's to actually release both the suppressed emotion and rewrite the stories and the beliefs that we created around that traumatic event, right? Because many of us, when we experience uh, a painful event like this, it's often not the event itself that causes the prolonged disconnection or the prolonged pain. It's either A, the suppressed emotion around it, or B, the negative story that we've created. Exactly. Right? So if I've, if I've been abandoned as a child by one of my caregivers, right, there's most likely I've created a story that I'm not valuable, that I, des- that I, I should not be seen, right, that people don't care for me. But whenever I'm, you know, whenever I step out into the, into the world, right, I'm going to be left alone again. So with this practical tip here, just to answer your question, the letter can now be a, a vehicle and a vector to start to rewrite these stories and release the emotion around it. To go back to your example, you were abandoned as, as a child. And for somebody that's going to write a letter, so let me just make sure, I, I just want to, I want to elaborate on it a little bit to make sure that people Please. understand that. Please. Because yes, when when you're abandoned like that, if, if, if that were to happen, we're just using this as an example. You're going to be yeah. like, yeah, I'm not worthy. Um, I don't matter. You know, fill in the blanks. So when 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 you're talking about rewriting a story and writing a letter, you rewriting yeah. the story would be, yes, this happened, and I am still loved, and I am worthy, yeah. and and yeah. this is about that person, not me. It had nothing to do with yeah. me, and that's yeah. what the rewriting of the story does. So that you're, yep. because you, you know, unless you confronted this person, you don't really know why they left you, right? Because <laughs> chances are yeah. not going to say, you know what? I didn't like you as a little boy. And so I just wanted to leave you. <laughs> no, no. Right. That's not what happened. Yeah. So rewriting that story is giving your, in your mind, you know, you're going to look back and be like, yeah, it's okay. It was okay. Yeah. Yes, it hurt. Yes, it still happened. It's just now I'm going to look at the situation with love and know that I'm still okay, even though that did happen to me. Yeah. You nailed it. Okay. Right. And I, what, I would, what I would add to that is, you know, going back to the other person, what that allows you to do is to lean into forgiveness. Yes. Right. It's, it's forgiveness is such a big part of inner child healing and, and emotional work in general. But especially around inner child healing, it starts to help you realize, one, we're not detaching from any responsibility that they, they need to take for their actions. But we are seeing that, again, the healing begins with us, right? If we're constantly attached to the person that was involved in the incident, then we're stopping ourselves from healing, right? We're, st- we're, st- we're staying in that victim archetype. And there's no judgment just for people out there that if you, you're finding yourself in this. But what I'm telling you, as someone who has been in this archetype, you can't heal, right? Because you're constantly, again, looking outside of yourself for that for that thing to change, and you have to realize that it's not going to change unless you go back inside. So it's it's releasing attachment to the external 
forgiving yourself, right? And stepping into the healing power that you deserve. Mm. Wow. So beautifully said. So beautifully said. So, so with this letter, someone's going to write a letter. How often do they read that letter back? Like, is it, is it a practice that you would say like, you know, read this letter every day and, and, Mm. and, and practice the forgiveness. Like, like, is there like a routine around that? So for me, how I do this with people that come to see me is it's very intuitive based, right? So it's going to be, it's going to depend on the person, right? So especially when you start talking about this emotional and spiritual kind of healing, we all have our own context, right? So the story that I just gave around being abandoned, I'm sure many people out there can either relate to that or maybe they have something, I'm using my fingers here, more extreme or less extreme. So, and the reason I put my fingers is that we never want to compare stories, right? Our trauma, our pain is our pain. But with that said, you know, they, they, it does impact us at an individual level based off where we are in our life, either in a more impactful way or in a less impactful way. So to answer your question, you know, you're going to know, you're going to know whether you need to, to read that letter, you know, every week, or if it's something more intense where you're going to have to really drop in every day. For example... If, if that is you, then I would actually, you could do the letter every day, but I would actually rather take a step back and replace the letter with affirmations, mm. right? You just, you gave examples of what those affirmations can look like in the letter. But what you could do is write the letter, take out those loving affirmations of truth, the real truth of what you are. You are abundant. You are loved. You are, you are powerful. You are worthy, right? And put that on your mirror. And put that on in your bathroom mirror. So every morning when you wake up, you're now repeating the real truth of reality. And then maybe later in the day, you do connect into that letter itself. Mm, I love that. That's really great. That's really, really great. And as with anything we're doing, whether it's you're training for to run a race or you're an, you're an athlete, you have to practice your game. Um, you're a doctor practicing medicine, you know. I always say happiness is a practice. You have to practice happiness. You have to practice self-love. It's not something that it's not a one and done kind of thing. And self-love is, is no different, especially when we have so many, you know, negative thoughts and we're hard on ourselves. I mean, me, I mean, I'm a happiness coach. (laughs) I'm still hard on myself. Of course I am. We all are. And it's, it's okay. Yeah. You know, And I'll just say, I think, I love the the muscle analogy yes. of this, but I something that you know as you're explaining that uh, another image that I got, and I think it's also connected to the fact that the sun is rising here in Australia, so I'm, the sun is hitting my face. I see it as a it's a sun inside of you that's slowly getting more bright, mm. right? Because let me be very clear with my words again, going back to what I said before, you are not gaining something here. You are awakening a truth that's been there the whole time, right? Whether that truth is I am loved whether that truth is I am worthy, whether that truth is I am powerful, whether that truth is, you know, I deserve abundance, right? Whatever it is, all in my experience, all of those things are your innate birthrights. But based off our experience, our human experience and these traumas and these pains and these challenges, these layers, right? They stack up on that that truth. But so an analogy you could use is that every single day as you do these exercises, you're allowing that 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 sun and its and its light to embody through you more 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 fluently, 
right? And, and so you can then not just share it with yourself, more aspects of your being, but then you can decide to share that with the world. Mm, love it. So, so just profound. This has been such a great conversation. And I wish we had hours and hours to sit here and talk, but this... You got the tennis to go to, my friend. You got the tennis no. waiting for you. I just like to be respectful <laughs> of my listeners because, you know, this, I, I, I'm not Joe Rogan. <laughs> takes me a whole week to get through one of those podcasts. <laughs> but is there anything else, because we, we have time, but is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you would like to share with the audience so that they know more about you? Yeah. Well, I just want to say I'm grateful for you, Sandy. Thank you for bringing me into your space and your environment and you know, I, I truly think that we, are, as souls on this journey, we're, we, we, we run into other tro- other souls for a reason. And I'm just, I'm glad that on this path, on this journey, I've run back into you again. So I just want to say, I love you, my friend, and thank you for having Aww. me. I, I will just say that, I'll say two things. So first of all, just with this whole healing conversation that we've talked about today, for people listening, take your time with it, right? Don't just... I would say take the action that's needed, but be patient and trust yourself and trust not just your thinking mind, but your intuition. So when you get a hit with someone, whether it's me, whether it's with beautiful Sandy or whoever you're connecting to, trust that intuition and take the step that is needed, but have patience, right? And have and have and give yourself that divine sort of love to take the step that's needed. I would say to people that are resonating with my voice and resonating with that step, you can reach out to me. My website is harrisonmar.com. That's Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. And I'm at the moment fluctuating between both group coaching and one-on-one coaching. So just reach out to me. And if you feel the call, we can do some deeper work together. Love it. Love it. And I will make sure your website is in the show notes as well. Thank you. My Thank friend. you. This has been such a great conversation. And, and I know that there's going to be many people that heard what we had to say and are going to really, you know, it's really going to impact some lives. So thank you so much. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.